Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Meave. Whether you're looking for a good Korean skincare or affordable and trendy jewelry, they've got you covered. Plus, you can help to support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. This program is sponsored by McDonald's. Hey, podcast listeners and YouTube watchers. Please stay tuned to the end of this conversation. We have bonus material. I'm speaking with two very special young women, they were both chosen as McDonald's 2023 Black and Positively Golden Change Leaders. I know you'll be inspired by the amazing work they are doing for our communities. It's a must-listen and a must-watch on OWN's YouTube channel. Hi! How are you? Good to see you, sis. I'm so excited. Oh, thank you. We're DMV Same. sisters. This oh, really? is gonna be All right, here we go. just fun. <laughs> Hi, Ari. Hey, what's up? Welcome to Trials thank of Triumphs. Thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> thank you. I am just so excited to be in this moment. Thanks. I'm, I'm having this moment sitting here where I'm like, wow, this is a dream realized. Mm -hmm. To be sitting here on camera with someone who I deeply respect, admire, and so much of your music has gotten me through so many moments of my life. Wow. But there's also something I want to note about being deeply inspired by your peers. And you are a peer of mine. We're peers. But mm -hmm. there's something really beautiful about when we can be inspiration to one another. We'll get into it, but we're from the DMV, mm -hmm. which is, you know, we're melanated yes. sisters. Like, there's yes. something really, really beautiful about how much I feel like I can see myself in you. Wow. And I'm just so excited to get to know you better and thank share more of you with the world. Thank you. Wow, sis, thank you so <laughs> yeah. much. Appreciate you. What part of the DMV? Okay, so let's get into it. We can start there. We have some icebreaker <laughs> questions, but let's get into it. So okay. I'm from Gaithersburg. Wow, okay, okay. Yeah, cool, and, cool. but what, you were born in D.C., right? Born in D.C., What hospital? Yeah. Oh, women's. Columbia, Columbia Hospital, Hospital for Women. Yeah, Me yeah, too. Yeah. Really? Wow, cool. Yeah, yes, so yes. I wanted to ask you, I was like, I wonder if you were born at the same hospital, which right. isn't there anymore. Yeah, it's sad. Well, yeah. Yeah, I guess. It's, is it sad? It's sad? I don't know. I don't well, know. It's sad because it's, a, it's <laughs> I guess, nostalgic for us, yeah, even right. though we don't remember being born right. there. I don't know. Uh, but my dad was born there, too, so I'm, oh. like, from a long line of Washingtonians. But, yeah, so I grew up um, in Gaithersburg okay. and, like, you know, DMV. So I went to church in D.C. Yes, and I went to yeah. Howard. So okay. I'm, that's, yes, that's my hood. Did yeah. Okay. What about you? So what are your DMV whereabouts? Born in D.C. I grew up in Northern Virginia, so I spent time in Chantilly mm. and Ashburn, and then back to D.C., so Eastern Market area. I went to Hine, and I went to a whole bunch of schools because I hated school so much that I just kept running to the next school. 
So I, I went to like a million high schools. So Duke Ellington was one, Duke Ellington yep. School of the yep. Arts. Mm-hmm. And then this boy made me sad. And so I left there and I went to uh, Wilson. Oh, okay. <laughs> then I went to Roosevelt because he's the cheerleaders at Wilson was trying to jump me. I got scared. So I uh-uh. went to Roosevelt. So since we're on this and we'll go yes. back to kind of like our upbringing, but since you brought up <laughs> high school. Yeah. How were you able to go to so many different high schools? Like, I didn't know that was a thing. You could just like. No, I just, I mean, well, it first started off at School Without Walls and I just was so miserable and I wasn't doing well. So I think they kind of, we came to the conclusion that, Mm -hmm. okay, I should move on. Went to Coolidge. I liked Coolidge the most. Like I was doing well there. It was beautiful. I felt beautiful Mm. Um, as a black woman, especially coming out of like predominantly white schools. I felt in Northern Virginia. In Northern Virginia, I felt like, oh wow, people think I'm hot. Like that feels Mm. good. So I loved that. And then I went to Duke, and things got Mm. serious um, regarding like work and uh, and like music. And um, I guess I didn't like it because I didn't feel like. I, I really shined. There were so many phenomenal singers there. Ooh. And I I still struggle with that sometimes. Mm. Of just like, you know, that underdog feeling of like, damn, but I can do it too. Mm. And like, just, yeah, so. Okay, so we're going to stick a pin in that because there is mm-hmm. so much I want to get into about being the underdog. Yeah. And we have to get into more about high school because high school sounds like a very interesting time for us both. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to jump in with some icebreaker questions okay. first. Okay, okay. Okay, Ari, what's a song that will always make you emotional when you hear it? I think um, the song that makes me most emotional when I hear it is Next Lifetime, Erica Badu. Like, I know I'm, I'm such a lover girl at heart, and I kind of just feel like I'm always in these situations where it's just never the right time. And it's always feeling like, okay, next lifetime, maybe some type of soul things, soul tie or something like maybe we were together in another life or like maybe we're supposed to be together in the next life or whatever. But I don't know. I just, I love that song. It's just so beautiful. And I just, it just gives me chills. Everything about it, the instrumentation, the do that Mm. and the, just how she just kills it. And then like the lyrics and just everything. And it just, to me, when I think of like young girl, in the 90s, like growing up, like I hear that record and Mm. I just, I see, I see snow. I just see, I just see my brother, David. I Mm. see like all of these just beautiful memories of just growing up in like the DMV area and that beautiful song and just, just what was I going through to like have so much chills at such a young age when that song comes on. It's just magical. It's everything to me. Have you done a cover of that one? I did on YouTube. Ooh. On YouTube. And I I want to in real life, so. Yes. Okay. We're putting it out there. I can't wait. It's one of my favorite songs, too. And she's She's one of my favorite, all-time favorite artists. Okay. So who or what Mm -hmm. can instantly bring a smile to your face? My nephew. Easily. Zion. Mm -hmm. Easily. He's just amazing and he's so sweet. Like, he's just literally angelic. I have a nephew too. Oh. He's 11. His name's mm-hmm. Christopher. Oh. And um, he's my only nephew. I only have one sister, my older mm-hmm. sister. And like, being an auntie is cool. Yeah, it is. Being an auntie is where it's at. Yeah. Like, I'm really into being an auntie. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me it's too. It's like a beautiful 
facet of life. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I love that he brings a lot of joy to your yeah. life. He does. He's taught me a lot about like what it is to, to be a good aunt and to be a good person. Mm. So there's so much I've learned about children like hanging out with my nephews. So like, yeah, he's great. What's oh, the greatest oh. lesson he's taught you? Oh, like, that's just, like stuff isn't as serious, you know, like with children, it's just, it's just not that serious. Like just children are children and like just patience really. Mm -hmm. Like, and so I think I'll be a great mom one day, yeah. hopefully because of all of just hanging out with do him. Do you want to be a mom? Learning. I do one day. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, really? Yeah, I do. You know, I, I call it the pursuit of motherhood. Oh, wow. Or parenthood, okay. really. It's it, because it's, you know, being artists, mm -hmm. being entertainers, for me at least, it was this thing that I always wanted, mm -hmm. but was kind of in the recesses of my mind. Mm -hmm. And then I got married and then and oh, then congratulations. Life. Thank you. Yeah, That's it's amazing. Dope. I highly recommend marriage okay. to the right person, okay. of course, but it's I love it. Yeah. It's the biggest blessing in my life. But then I got married and we got the house and all the things mm -hmm. and I was like, wait. Yeah. We want kids. What? Yeah. Hold on, how are we about yeah. to do that? Like, right, wait right. a minute, how is it gonna fit in? How is right. it gonna, you know, I just saw uh Issa say something really just honest where she was mm -hmm. like, I don't want it to slow me down. Yeah, I feel that. That's and awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. But it's and I like that she said the truth. The truth, yeah. And the truth is that like Big things, big occurrences in life mm -hmm. are going to slow you down, mm -hmm. but they also can add so much to your life. Mm -hmm. And I think that I had to get to the point where I was like, okay, but there's the value add mm -hmm. is far greater than whatever, however slower I might get. You know what I mean? It's going to add so much value to my life. I'm mm -hmm. going to be creating a legacy that perhaps it's worth the pursuit. Mm -hmm. And so that's that's what we're doing. But yeah. it's it's a it's a thing though, like to consider when we don't live traditional quote unquote lives. Right, right. Yeah, I think um I don't know if this is messed up, but the closest I've ever been to a, a parent is like having like puppies and stuff. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> yeah. I know that's not real, but it's it's such a responsibility. Mm -hmm. Like I think there's a difference between Pet owners and pet parents. Right. I like to consider myself a pet parent. Right, right. I have a dog. Uh -huh. She's a love of my life. Her mm -hmm. name's Diva. She's mm -hmm. almost five, five-year-old pit bull. And Diva is truly a part of our family. Mm -hmm. And so I know how I feel about Diva. So I can only imagine how mm -hmm. I'll feel about our future children. Right, right, right. It's just such a responsibility. And I just care so yeah, much yeah. every day about like, is she okay? Mm -hmm. You know, is What's her stool looking like? That's normal, I guess. Right, like right, whatever, right, right. whatever right. it is. Yeah, she's my heart, and so I, I think I I look at it as like looking forward to allowing my heart to expand mm, even more for children. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, with having dogs, like I've learned that like it sounded good before I actually like pulled the trigger and like actually got my dogs, <laughs> and of course, like. I love them so mm -hmm. much, but what I didn't realize, I'm not a very, I'm not very practical, I guess, with my decision making sometimes because like, I'm thinking about all of the loving times that we have like together. Mm -hmm. But then when I leave like the guilt of just like, you know, are they okay? Mm -hmm. Like, are they worried about me? Cause you know, puppies really like look at you as you're leaving. Like, is she ever coming back? So like, how do days feel like mm -hmm. away from each other? So I guess like having dogs, like I, I realize all of the work that goes into it. 
I mean, luckily I don't have a man right now or anything, or I'm not doing anything to have a child. So like, <laughs> but you're open to it. You're open mm-hmm. to motherhood definitely, when that time comes in your life. Definitely open to it, but I'm realizing um, it's probably a lot of work. Like it, it, it looks good, but it's probably it is no. A it a thousand percent is <laughs> so a lot of work. It's like. It's, like, it's just work being chill. an auntie, right, right, a daughter, right. a friend, right. uh, like yeah. all of the things. So if I could just chill and like uh, where I'm at with like trying to figure it out with my animals, that would probably be best. And mm-hmm. like figuring out more so like what's going on with me before I like even embark on that journey. Because, uh, I, yeah, I don't ever want to like be responsible for the trauma mm-hmm. of a little mm-hmm. innocent baby. <laughs> Yeah, that's a thing. Well, I'm excited for us. Thanks, yeah. In the future. I can't wait. We're going to have a meetup with our kids one day. Yeah. yeah. So I want to go back to home. Mm -hmm. When you think about your childhood, Mm -hmm. what are your, like, earliest memories? What does home make you feel like? Home, my earliest memories, I'll say my oldest brother, David, who passed away in 2012, Mm -hmm. He just took me everywhere. Living in Chantilly, we were near some creeks and like beautiful like trails. And like now I'm obsessed with creeks. I bought a house that's like right on a creek. Ooh, and, nice. Um, yeah, so it's like that's something that always stuck with me, like nature and animals. And so that's really my childhood. That and um, honestly walking a lot by myself. And I'm I'm happy I'm alive because I walked these trails by myself too. Oh wow. So yeah. So you've always liked to spend a lot of time in solitude. Oh, yeah. It sounds like. A lot of time by myself and um, childhood best friends, the neighborhood kids, mm-hmm. hanging out, just playing outside a lot to, you know, capture the flag. Yeah, coming in before the streetlights mm-hmm. come on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, that's one of my favorite things about back home is the mm-hmm. seasons. It's mm-hmm. having all four seasons, whereas, like, mm-hmm. I live in L.A. Yeah. And yeah. we don't have that, yeah. you know. It's, yeah, yeah. Well, this year winter lasted forever for whatever mm-hmm. reason, but still, you know, it's not it's not the same. It's like see, watching the leaves fall. I love fall. the snow. I don't I don't want to walk in it for a long time, <laughs> yeah. but like I love looking at it. I think it's beautiful. I love experiencing it. I don't like driving in it. No, but, um, but like watching it fall is just it's yeah. it's gorgeous. I it, love this season. It it reminds you that everything's mm-hmm. gonna be new again. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the smell of it is great. The smell of snow. It's amazing. I cannot. I can tell when it's about to snow. The air mm. actually. Um, there's a. I have that smell. with rain, but not so much with snow. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm, next time it snows, <laughs> I'm gonna have to go somewhere else. It's not gonna be in LA, yeah, but I have to right, go somewhere right. else. And come like, to Maryland. Yeah, I'll You'll come back home. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. For more than 65 years, McDonald's has been investing in Black leaders who are taking steps today to own tomorrow. Like through their newest program, McDonald's 2023 Black and Positively Golden Change Leaders. Launched in February of 2022, this campaign shines a light on 10 young Black leaders who are inspiring and positively impacting change in their communities and beyond. Like Justice for Black Girls founder Brianna Baker, who cultivates student activism and policy work, develops curriculum that combats the misrepresentation of Black girlhood, and provides monetary relief for Black girl activists. And Camille Bridgewater, co-founder of First Generation Gems, a nonprofit supporting students of color with mentorships and material aid. All year long, McDonald's is supporting their efforts and helping boost their profiles, including granting $20,000 to each change leader. Because when you have the courage to start something, you can change everything. McDonald's also continues to foster the Black community year-round in more ways, too. Like through awarding scholarships to HBCU students and forming impactful partnerships with organizations like Boys and Girls Club of America. 
Learn more at mcdchangeleaders.com and follow on Instagram at wearegolden. So I want to go back to high school. Okay. So you talked about when you were at Ellington, Duke Ellington, Mm -hmm. which is a performing arts high school, Mm -hmm. just feeling, it sounds like, you didn't say this, but it sounds Mm -hmm. like overwhelmed. Like with, and feeling like, how do I fit in Mm -hmm. amongst all of these talented students? Mm -hmm. How do I shine? Mm -hmm. What did that feel like as a, I don't know how old you were, maybe 16 year old girl. Honestly, I just felt, annoyed and I felt Mm. defeated because it's like man I I can sing too like give me the solo and so I kind of just I mean I just kind of escaped through like this guy that I just was so enamored with but Mm. um he broke my heart and he started dating this other beautiful girl and he was kind of playing us both I didn't realize like like she thought I was his sister I thought she was his sister it was like really bad And um, I I didn't know how to deal with, like, heartbreak. So I completely, like, lost it a bit. Mm. So, like, that was my experience in art school. But um, so I spent a lot of time skipping school, actually, towards, like, Mm. my junior year. I I was, you could catch me at the museum, the Natural History Museum, or, like, just on the train, just finding new things or hanging around Georgetown. I just, I didn't want to go to school. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. I didn't want to go to school and like see their love. Like it was such a movie, their love. Like she like she was so affectionate like to him and I didn't know how to be like mm. these things. So I yeah, I just remembered. It was just a dark set. So it was feel your high school years were filled with a lot of angst. A lot like, of angst, a lot of heartbreak, a lot of bad grades. Like I thought I wanted to go back to college and then I looked at my <laughs> transcript. I was like what the like f like absolutely not i was it was almost traumatizing looking at my transcripts like what was that? i how did i graduate i don't know it's so. it's crazy cuz i liked school mm-hmm. but school like high school especially was like i was kind of over it too mm-hmm. and I, and i and a lot of that was just because I wanted to act and mm. sing and dance. And I was like, I'm not doing yeah. enough of it here. Like, yeah. y'all aren't. Yeah, I wasn't fulfilled. I, I didn't feel yeah. very fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And so my grades were like, yeah, fine yeah. in high school. Mm-hmm. They were fine. Got into Howard. So they were like, good enough to get into Howard. Oh, good. I remember, yeah. Good enough. That's good. Yeah, but, but, but my Howard. point is that they should have been better. Mm-hmm. And I remember my dad said to me, he's like, listen to me. You better not go over to Howard and get grades like you got in high school. Like, you need to do so much better. And I was like, Dad, I will. You don't have to worry about it. And I went to Howard, and I excelled, and I was on the dean's list every semester, Mm -hmm. and I graduated with honors. But I realized that it was because I got to do what I wanted to do every day. Oh, wow, wow, wow. I got to decide. I chose my classes. I chose my schedule. I got to be, Mm. uh, you know, receive a BFA in Mm. musical theater. So, Mm. you know, but where in high school, I was taking, like, Calculus, and I was like, I'm not good at math. Hello, yeah. everybody. <laughs> yeah. I'm an artist. Yeah. I don't do math. Not everyone's supposed to. You know, I was the one like they yeah. wanted me to like dissect stuff in mm. science, and I was like, guys, I, I'm not going to med school. I can yeah. skip this, right? Yeah. Like that was me. Yeah. And so I think it just really speaks to like, there's so much potential inside people, but mm-hmm. if you're not in the environment that supports it mm-hmm. or that you feel comfortable oh, in, yeah. Yeah. then. You'll get bored. You'll get and bored. You might shut down and resist. Yeah, the process. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you left high school, mm-hmm. yeah. and then you were like, "What am I going to do so... with my life?" I smoked some bad weed. 
um, once and <laughs> with my cousins. And it was because I had just lost an American Idol audition. So I smoked some terrible weed and um, I, or maybe it was just regular weed and like it just launched my anxiety, like my anxiety disorder. And I mean, because ever since then, I just had terrible panic attacks ever since. Mm. So that was, well, that was the year before 12th grade. So, but I'll say that I think that's when I realized, holy crap, like what am I going to do with my life? Mm. And I think after that moment, well, I was figuring out my anxiety disorder and trying to heal from that. Um, I started pouring into like covers on Facebook and like just really trying to chase after my dreams. Like that's what that became. Like I couldn't really do it during high school. So now I had the freedom and my parents, they weren't going to encourage me. They didn't even encourage anything about college because they knew how heinous my grades were. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So like they weren't even going to play that game and I wasn't going to play. Yeah. And so what was the moment, Ari, when you were like, I want to pursue a professional career mm-hmm. as as an artist. What like literally what was that moment where you were like I could do this? I can make a living doing this. Probably watching this beautiful black girl on Apollo singing her A off. She was singing. Okay. And I just How remember old were you? I was probably five or six and I was Mm. hanging out with my grandma, one of my grandmas. I have like so many because my parents were um, adopted and Mm. went through a lot of foster care. So I have a blessed to have multiple sets of grandparents. Wow, it's amazing. Thank you. And this particular grandma, we were hanging out and we were watching this girl sing down on Apollo. I remember like trying to sing and she was like, shut up. She told you to shut up. Well, your grandma did. My grandma. Oh. This, this is my shady grandma. She told me to shut up. And, uh, cause I have other grandmas that encouraged me, but she, she told me to shut up. And, uh, but this girl was singing. And I think that's when I realized, like, I mean, it's that adversity thing. Like you got that shade right there, mm-hmm. but you also have that inspiration right there. And it's just like, I don't know, always throughout the shade, I always wanted to like, do what I wanted to do. And I knew right then and there, oh, I want to be a singer, like, mm. you know? And watching Bow Wow do it, like, so young, watching JoJo so young. Yes, JoJo, um, yes. Of course, listening to Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston and Tony Braxton mm. and just wanting to be, like, all of these greats, like, naturally. It, it was especially the people my age that could sing so well and they had their deals so early and... I, I just wanted to be like them, mm. so, yeah. I, I want to delve into that deeper, but before mm-hmm. I want to go back to the feeling of being an underdog. Okay. You talked about feeling like that in high school. Mm-hmm. Do you still feel like that now? I do feel like there's a lot to prove. I mean, but in the same token, I know I need to rehearse. Like, I need to, I need to continue to rehearse. I need to continue to be in the studio. I need to continue working my A off. Like, it's just that simple. Like, I know that. So, yeah, I recognize maybe that's why, like, certain certain things, but there's so many beautiful things that are happening. So that's what I want to kind of focus on, like, now, because I realize what's meant for me will be. Yeah, the, the reason I ask is because I think I kind of struggle with the term underdog mm-hmm. because it's, very subjective. Mm. And I think that oftentimes when referring to someone as an underdog, Mm -hmm. oftentimes we're doing it to ourselves. Mm. Like, 
I don't think people are calling you an mm -hmm. underdog. I think that maybe you decided that for mm -hmm. whatever reason you're, and I've done the same mm -hmm. thing for myself. Mm -hmm. But it's who's to say who mm -hmm. the underdogs and the top dogs are. I mean, I've seen I've seen people say it. I've seen people say it about me, mm -hmm. and I'm just like, all right. But I've realized, you know, we all have our own journey. Yeah. And I guess at this point in my life, I'm like, okay, well, let me just tunnel vision, like, and let me just work on like being the best I could be, so that whatever is meant for me will continue to come, will continue to manifest. Mm -hmm. So, like you said, you have to trust the journey. Mm -hmm. But we also have to understand that, like, let's just say we're both mm -hmm. in an underdog season of our careers. Okay. That when we ascend to the top dog mm. season of our careers, Oof. with that comes so much more responsibility. Right, right. Am I ready? Yeah. <laughs> I think we have to trust that, you know, Whoa, we will deep. be, right? But yeah. it's a, who's to say, like, you're where mm. you're supposed to be when you're supposed mm. to be there. Mm. When you reach the destination you're headed for, mm. then there's a whole nother you know, set of responsibilities Ooh, that come along with mm. that. And I think the prayer for us mm. should be, like you said, that we are fortified, mm. that we are ready, mm. that we are properly supported, mm. that we have full belief in ourselves and that we remember to reach back. Mm. We have to always remember to reach back. Right, right. And bring up the next underdog. Right, 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 right. And I think that's so important. Hey, podcast listeners and YouTube watchers, please stay tuned to the end of this conversation. We have bonus material. I'm speaking with two very special young women. They were both chosen as McDonald's 2023 Black and Positively Golden Change Leaders. I know you'll be inspired by the amazing work they are doing for our communities. It's a must listen and a must watch on OWN's YouTube channel. So when did it all happen for you? I, this is my favorite thing to talk to people about. Like the moment that you were like, okay, you're working a million survival jobs, cause girl, I don't work. <laughs> Yeah. If we should create a TV show about okay. all the survival jobs we've worked because and just them yeah. <laughs> the survival job life is crazy, but I know that you were working a lot of survival jobs. Mm -hmm. But I want to talk about the transition of your life when from working, for instance, at public storage mm -hmm. to then singing for J. Cole mm -hmm. and then getting a deal. Mm -hmm. Like how did that where were you at in your life? What did it look like? Mm -hmm. How broke were you? Okay. <laughs> Oh man, I couldn't. I still can't uh, save to save my life. So I'm, I'm. It's a skill. I'm working on that now. Like, oh shoot, I, I should start saving my money and be um, smart and uh, prepared for life. So, <laughs> like, I'm working on adulting in that way. But yeah, back then I probably had maybe a hundred dollars. I was. I mean, I talked about this before, but I was so scared to lose this job. It was one of my highest paid. Like hourly opportunities public storage and it was 10 an hour at least at that time and yeah Cole they I mean he reached out to me and was like hey like you know we're thinking about flying you out to work with Cole meet Cole I was horrified to this day I'm still very afraid to fly but mm. you know I'll do it and I'll and I'd rather do it than like drive um mm. but um I've gotten better but yeah I got on a plane got real drunk got on a plane and <laughs> and I and I met them and it changed my life but um 
a lot of struggle jobs. My favorite jobs were probably Planet Fitness and Uber because Planet Fitness had a relaxed atmosphere. Like it's a great- I worked at 24 Hour Fitness. I enjoyed that as yeah, well. Yeah, it was more relaxed. Yes. If you, I guess so if you're in the arts and like you're coming up, like- <laughs> like we're Planet talking about Yeah, this. like gym jobs I think are more relaxed than like um, fast food or even like retail. Mm-hmm. Retail was hard for me. It was just nonstop. Like you're working all day. And then after you close, you're still, you could be there for hours putting all them clothes back. So I I feel for the girls, the guys, everybody that's like, yeah, working in retail jobs. Cause it it never ends. It's very strenuous. It's it's grueling. But great music, M&E-K. I found out about M&E-K working at Forever 21. Oh, wow. Yeah. I remember I first heard um, a Janelle Monae song. Wow. uh, When I was working at Sunglass Hut. Okay. At the Beverly Center. And Amber Mark, I found out. <laughs> love Amber Mark. Shopping at a, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love. Yeah, yeah. That, it's is, that is a good. Like yeah. I would have never thought about that. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. What's the best advice another yeah. artist has given you? Probably Missy. I recently was talking to her, and uh, she gave me a lot of inspiration about basically just like staying on the course, like Mm -hmm. focused on yourself and focused on like the beautiful opportunities that are happening because not knowing what the future is going to hold or what type of like awards and opportunities are waiting Mm. in the future. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So she just had a, just a very beautiful enlightening um, conversation with me about like, you're just being more peaceful inside and stuff. Well, I was gonna say, I think something I'm always working on is just being more present. Yeah, being more present. Just being yeah. more present mm-hmm. and, and like remembering that like everything, every moment is mm-hmm. intentional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens by accident. Yeah. And like if we look back over our lives, it's so cool to connect the dots. Mm-hmm. And so we have to remember that even in seasons where like it feels really crappy and like it feels bleak it feels like things are not happening Mm -hmm. it feels like how long am I going to be the underdog whatever it is that Mm -hmm. in an instant it can change and the truth is I think we both have stories where it did yeah yeah it did change in an instant instant. and if we remember that then we have to remember that it can happen over and and over and over again ready when it changed in an instant I was not why do you say you weren't ready like what does that mean I was not ready to get on that plane I was not (laughs) <laughs> like, but I mean, I emotionally, became, no, but I became ready. But, but also, like, I had to learn to be ready. So I'm just mm. saying, like, the idea of things changing again in an extreme way, like, it's just that's why I, I do want to focus on being more content and like present and just grateful every day mm. because certain flaws that I do work on in in private, like, I don't want to carry that on my next pivot either. Mm. Yeah, that would be uh, that would just wouldn't be great. So yeah, yeah. I, I think I think that's the thing. Gratitude is everything. Mm-hmm. Like I have to. There's moments where I'm extremely stressed, mm-hmm. and I start being like, okay, and anxious. Yeah, like what's going on? Why isn't this happening? Why hasn't mm-hmm. that happened? I haven't heard back about whatever it is. Yeah. And I have to take a second and remind myself that everything I have now, mm-hmm. there was a time I didn't have Ooh. any of it. Yeah. There was a time that I was like, I hope that I meet the love of my life. Right. Whoa. I hope it happens. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. And I'm happily married to my best friend. I remember feeling like 
How am I going to buy a home? Damn. I bought a house. Wow. I just wow. want to be on a TV show. Wow. I've been on TV show. You know, wow. all of the things. Yeah. That I that I think about, mm -hmm. they're all they were all dreams that yeah. have actualized. Yep, yeah, yeah. And so I have to like like I said previously. It's like you already won. It's like when you really think about it. Like, my one of my very best friends mm -hmm. said to me the other day, I was freaking out, mm -hmm. like literally had a moment, mm -hmm. and she was like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "No, like I, like <laughs> I'm not okay actually." Um, Angelique, she lives in Chicago. She's oh. a huge huge fan of yours. Tell her hi. I will. But she said to me, Ashley. The win is coming. She said, the win, W-I-N, mm -hmm. is coming. Mm -hmm. Don't focus on the win, W-H-E-N. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh. It, and it was, it, I just got chills again. It, and it was something about seeing her, she typed it out, she texted mm -hmm. it to me. Mm -hmm. But she was so right. Wow. Like, how can we be focused on the win, W-H-E-N, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. when the truth is, we don't know. Yeah. We can't predict yeah. what's ahead. I couldn't have predicted this, but this is a dream come true. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. But God had it reserved for yeah. me, right? And yeah. that's the blessing and that's the beauty of life. Mm -hmm. And we can look back over our lives and see how many wins we've had and know that they didn't stop. Your wins aren't just gonna stop today right, and just right. never happen ever again. Right, so right. we have to just believe and surrender to the process mm -hmm. and know that like, good days are still gonna be ahead. Yeah, yeah. And bigger true. wins and bigger pivots we're gonna be able to handle better than we did before. Right, right, right. Right? Yeah, it's real. <laughs> I wanna talk about growth. Okay. Is it hard when you think about like Ari growing and evolving? You know, I, I think about like animals, like snakes, right? Mm -hmm. Like they have to like shed their skin, <laughs> shedding, yeah, right? Which is yeah. like creepy when we see it, but I'm sure for the snake, they feel like, woo, yeah. like, ah, yeah. that skin was getting pretty ashy. You know yeah. what I mean? Those scales didn't like those, whatever. Right, right. But like, how do you describe your growth evolution? Um, I mean, it's just a never ending, blessing i mean mm -hmm. to be alive is 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 to continue to grow um there's been so much change in my life like i'm grateful for it i'm grateful to not be um stagnant with my thought process like i'm grateful to have friends and family that have helped me see things from more positive and progressive point of views and things like that so um growth is something i welcome it it can be painful sometimes mm -hmm. but it's just like oh i'd rather know i'd rather be enlightened and change for the better than like just be out here ignorant and like hurting people so mm -hmm. yeah it's been it's been amazing honestly yeah because yeah. i think that the truth is like when we hurt people, we have to accept that we're hurt. Yeah. We're yeah. hurting. Hurt, yeah. it is so cliche, but it is so true. Yeah. Hurt people hurt people. Mm -hmm. And I think there's something to be said about human beings mm -hmm. who we have a variety of emotions that we're feeling at any given time in a day. Right. That our feelings can change mm -hmm. and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And we're entitled to saying things we don't mean right. and being like, actually, I don't feel that way anymore. Right. We're entitled to have opinions that other people don't agree with. Mm. And we are entitled to grow mm -hmm. and change. And I think that when you're on a public stage like for the mm. world, unfortunately, that change happens for everybody, for to, everybody see. to see. Yeah. And it's really really tough and I know recently but it, it beats it into you I mean that's aggressive to say but it, mm. it really does like it's just like okay I can physically see 
from like the hurt of so many people, including like mm. my own mom, like which is most you know important mm. that like oh shoot like some some of these little you know mishaps that I've had like online or whatever mm. like I'm literally hurting someone and it's just like I would never want to to hurt someone and so when I found out that I I was I was horrified wow and then it was dark because I realized oh why am I acting the way that I'm acting why do I have this protective nature and then it got dark from there because I realized there were so many times I had to protect somebody or mm. I wish somebody protected me mm. and um so yeah, 2020 was a very eye-opening, dark, depressing time of just like, if you're, if well, I didn't even know really about like the things I was spewing and like the traumas that I had mm. until like, you know, I'm just kind of like, it's, it's out there for people to see, out there for people to hear and they're hurt. And it's just like, I need to deal with this. If you're not dealing with your traumas and your baggage, like, that thing is gonna come out and, and like you're liable to like to hurt anyone, you know, whether you intend to or not. And so, yeah, there was a lot of things I had to unpack with myself and with friends and with mm. a therapist um, on and off. And so, yeah. What was kind of the core? Cause here's the thing, mm -hmm. 2020 mm -hmm. was a rough year for everybody. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. So I have to imagine mm -hmm. that like, your psyche just was not what it had been probably in 2019. Oh, yeah. Based on everything we had been going through oh, yeah. as a people mm -hmm. during that time. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure there was like a little bit of that oh, yeah. in there, just, the, just the, the trauma of that. But but what else personally at your core were, was your hurt mm -hmm. that you were dealing with that kind of made it so that you were kind of at a, at a point where you just really wanted to kind of like speak out about how you were feeling? I mean, I'll say the things that I've gone through, like in my childhood, it's probably too deep for mm -hmm. the intro. It's probably too deep to unpack here. Mm -hmm. But all I'll say is that I finally woke up and started creating, you know, boundaries like of just like who yeah. in my life that I'm like constantly protecting that has done so many terrible things, like so many, like who is it? that like really traumatized me. Mm -hmm. And it, I mean, it just opened, it just opened so many things. So I, I, I learned that, okay, it's time to heal. And it's probably best mm. to do that off the internet. I mean, yes. a lot of these people aren't my friends. Some of these people mean well, like, you know, and some of them are genuine fans and, and people who love me, but I, Whatever it is that I'm going through, I can't I can't have that on display for the world to see and dissect and also be hurt by. Like I need to figure that out on my own, you know. I'm so happy. So I'm so happy you are and that you have. Yeah. And so talk me through getting to the point where you were like, I wanna acknowledge that and be like, actually, <laughs> Nah, like that wasn't where it's at, actually. And I, I, I want to publicly say that I, I apologize. Yeah, it just felt, it felt like, because back then when I apologized, I was in a space of like, oh shoot, like there are people that have been victims of the most heinous things mm -hmm. and they felt extremely offended 
And I was just horrified to know that I hurt them. Mm. So, like, I wanted to apologize to them. And that was most important to me at the time. But then as time went on, I was just like, why the hell am I so mad? Mm. At, like, and, and then at, at these people that they didn't do anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what what is, like, what is it? Like... And so I realized, like, how everything went down. It just was not appropriate. It wasn't fair to just be attacking people that didn't deserve to be attacked. Mm. So I just, I wanted to be clear, like, okay, there's no motive. I don't need anything from anyone. Mm. Like, I'm just woman to woman. I apologize. And mm. because I, I know I, it was wrong. It was, it was just distasteful and... So I had to do it. Mm -hmm. I had to do it because I knew it was right. And and I saw, you know, what prompted it, some things resurfaced. And I was just like, let me apologize yeah. because um, I didn't apologize to them. I mm. never apologized to Oprah and Gail for that mm -hmm. very weird time. So is, can I look at the camera? Oh, yeah, okay. go ahead. So, hey, Oprah and uh, Gail, I just want to say I'm really sorry for... Um, that heinous attack verbally um, from me. Um, yeah, I, you know, y'all didn't deserve that. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. But yeah, um, and not to create excuses, but like I said, you know, I was in a very dark space and not realizing what I was spewing out. And um, I think I was looking for community, mm -hmm. looking to impress people, looking to belong. And then in turn, just hurting, hurting inside and hurting people. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I just, um, yeah. Well, it's getting me emotional. <laughs> but I want to honor you oh. for that. Oh, All right, it's a skill. Mm -hmm. So many people don't know how to apologize. I had to learn through that. I, that's what I'm saying. It's I a didn't skill. know how to apologize. Like it wasn't a real apology. That's why I was like, let me let me circle back because it wasn't a real apology. Like the the initial apology it wasn't like, you know what I'm saying? Like I I need to apologize directly to the people that I I shaded in this in this very immature moment. So um, yeah, I was. I'm, it didn't matter what anyone had to say about yeah. it. Like I knew especially when my mom called me, like it's not everything is not your fight. Basically kind of her telling me, okay, you, you kind of went too far mm -hmm. with this one. And um, that opened my eyes like, oh crap. Like I disappointed mom. Um, and then, yeah, like just friends, just basically just really letting me understand the, just so much, just really teaching me like misogyny, like all of these things I never even knew about before. Mm -hmm. And I really had to sit with that. So wow. you had real people, your oh, mother, yeah. friends that held Aziza. you accountable. Shout out to Aziza. We're, we're in a weird space right now. I love, but I do love her. And she really opened my Who's whole Aziza? mind. Um, uh, old friend of mine. Okay. Yeah, but she's great. She's beautiful. She's sweet. Mm -hmm. And um, she really helped me understand, like, misogyny. And uh, and I, I had to unlearn a lot of things. And she really helped me. She held my hand in a way where mm -hmm. she wasn't judging me, but she was, she was enlightening me. And, yeah, so that was, I'll say, is, like, one of the greatest gifts 
I could have ever received from mm-hmm. a friend. Um, true enlightenment. It's just the care of her not wanting me to be out here in a world like bitter or traumatizing mm. people or, yes. you know. But again, I just wanna, I wanna acknowledge your humility mm-hmm. and your your ability to apologize. Oh, I feel like if, if more people mm-hmm. could simply learn to apologize genuinely, mm-hmm. we would live in a much better world. Friendships yeah. would be repaired that should be repaired. Yeah. Family relationships would be healed in a way that, that could heal generations. But an apology goes so far, and I think sometimes what people forget is that the apology is mostly healing for the person that delivers it. Ooh. It's yeah. a release. Yeah. So I really hope that you feel oh, a yeah. release. Yeah, yeah. And, and that what you just did is going to inspire other people. Yeah. To be honest about situations in their life when they should when they owe somebody an apology. Yeah. So I just even I am deeply inspired by you and, and really, really proud of you and your growth, Ari. Oh, I really, thanks. really am. Thank You're you. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. I mean that. I really, really do. It um, is it is a release, but it's also just like the right thing to do. It is. It's just like, the right thing to do. It's just the right thing yeah. to do. And just literally, it feels good to not be as ignorant as I once was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, I know that whether people, you know, know that or believe that, it just feels good to know, oh, this is what that was. You know what I'm saying? Like, and like now knowing like, oh, okay, like I'm wiser and I'm just, yeah. you know, yeah. The goal is to continue to become mm-hmm. a better person mm-hmm. each and every day. Mm-hmm. If if you are the exact same person you were three years oh ago, then that would be, and, and vice versa. <laughs> I don't want people to be like, yeah. I want people to say that my heart's the same. Ooh, yeah. That the core, I want people that have known me since I was a child to say, that's Ashley. Yeah. That's always been Ashley. Yeah. But I want people to say, wow, yeah. she's evolved though. Yeah. She's grown. She's so much better at this thing that yeah. she, she's, she's worked on that. Like whatever it is, I want people to see my growth, but always see the core and the heart of me as being just as genuine as it was when I was five years old as it is at being 35. And I think that that's, that's the goal. Mm. Ari, what has been your takeaway from our conversation today? My takeaway is just how beautiful this opportunity was to just, you know, communicate with you and especially like fellow sister, you know, from the DMV, which is like dope. And then just the opportunity to like, to get things off my chest and to, express how much I've grown like Mm -hmm. feels really beautiful and um yeah I'm just very grateful so gratitude for sure thank you for giving me this opportunity to just yeah be myself and real I guess anytime anytime my takeaway from our conversation is that inspiration Mm -hmm. is always around the corner Mm -hmm. I created this podcast because I wanted to kind of peel back the curtain with some of mm-hmm. the world's favorite people mm-hmm. and and show them the core of who they are and and also for people to be deeply inspired mm-hmm. by the stories like stories like yours and it's in conversations like mine with you mm-hmm. that I'm reminded that it's deep inspiration for me first mm-hmm. like to be in this moment with you to see you talk about your journey and actually some of the parallels that we have, being from the same area, being born in the same hospital, but also 
being reminded of the beauty of a sincere apology mm -hmm. is a deep takeaway for me mm -hmm. and something that I'll carry with me for a very, very, very long time. And to be in the presence of you um, doing it mm -hmm. was beautiful. Oh, thank you. You're welcome, Ari. Okay, so the last question okay. is, this is our forensic compa moment. Okay. If you could go back in time and work mm -hmm. alongside any music legend, who would it be and why? Ooh, if I could go back in time, and work with any music legend. In any and, capacity. Any capacity, it would easily be Minnie Ripperton. Oh. I think she's great. I would ask her a million questions on her larynx and all of the tips she has about vocal health. I would just really just study and like listen to her talk about it. I would wanna like hang out with her and really learn her writing style and even just her mind, like, you know, she, she was an incredible writer, she was an incredible singer, and she could do so many different things with her voice, and I just would love to be like a sponge. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Bye. Thank you, Forever. Ari. Thank you, This Forever. is a blessing. Thank you, it's a blessing to me too. I appreciate Thank you and you. I honor you. Thank you, I appreciate it. Thank you, Ari. Yay, we did it! So. <laughs>
minority first generation college students. So I took the adversities that I faced and I decided I wanted to help and provide additional resources to other first gens on Hampton University's campus. So we provide a sense of community, but we also tell them, okay, this is what scholarships are. You know, these are the things you need to know. You know, these are the things you should get involved in because it's hard when you're trying to navigate college and you don't have parents and grandparents and you're not a second generation, you know, college student and you have all these resources really, really hard. So providing that sense of community really helps. And I know that firsthand. Very much so. That's amazing, Camille. All right, ladies, what's one piece of advice you would give to young leaders considering applying for next year's McDonald's Change Leaders Program? For me, I would say if you're just starting out, like you have this idea, you know, you you started off, you made a plan, you're, you're doing the work and everything like that. Like I've said before, everything else will come and just continue to be intentional and genuine in your efforts and what you're doing. You know, you could have started a year ago, you know, but as long as you have that intention and you're making an impact in your community, it can be big or small. You know, you don't have to be the largest organization or nonprofit or, or um, business, you know, but you're making the efforts to make a change. So just continue to be intentional and genuine with what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I would say that trust that your efforts matter um, and that no recognition that you get legitimizes the cause that we're working for. The work that we're doing is so much greater than the notoriety and it can't be legitimized by any brand, but trust that you deserve the investment and that you deserve infinite support and that there are communities that want to support you. That's wonderful. And that's really good advice. And it's an amazing program. So I'm really excited for you all to inspire the next group of change leaders. Before we get out of here, I want to know how was Essence? What was your experience like at Essence? How was it? I was there too. I love Essence. I love New Orleans. What were the vibes? We had a great time. I know I had a great time. It was so great to, you know, be around just amazing people. You know, I can't thank McDonald's enough, you know, for giving us that that platform and that that moment to really, you know, showcase what we do and what we're doing for our communities and how we're really, you know, creating change. And thank you, McDonald's. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, just to echo what Camille was saying, deep gratitude to the McDonald's team and every person that worked to ensure that we had that platform. It truly was invaluable. And so I can't express my gratitude enough. But also, it was just so magical to see what Black women have built. Um, it was so affirming at every part from the McDonald's stage to all of the conversations that were happening simultaneously to see what Black women have built over time. Um, it was just so affirming of our capacity of our power of our brilliance of our relevance um and of our sacredness um and so i left super 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 inspired by all the creativity innovation and just empowered to keep going and to keep pushing and keep being what we are because we're so magical and we really have what it takes to make the world the place that we've always deserved it should be we do i'm so happy you all had a great time at essence Congratulations again on being change leaders and inspiring the next generation of change leaders. And I'm so excited to see what you ladies go on to do. But already with what you've done, I'm deeply inspired. Yay, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean 
every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well... Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.